Say what you want about the tenant to the greatest movie of all time. At least it's an ethos. Today on the show, The Big Lebowski. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie Welcome, everyone, to the greatest movie of all time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, beautiful Rick Barrasso, and I, your co-host, the gorgeous Big Deck Boski. We're going to watch every single movie ever made, and we're going to help figure out which one is the greatest of them all. How are you doing today, Derek? Unfucking believable. Excellent. And today we have a special guest, a returning guest for the first time in quite some time, the bassist for the Cosmic Vultures, Steve Constantino. How are you doing today, Steve? Rick, thanks for having me. Fantastic to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you here. Uh, because you brought with you your choice, The Big Lebowski, and I can't wait to dive into that one. I just want to say thanks for having me on the show, fellas, again. This is what we're doing part part two. I didn't have a uh, a white Russian as the uh, as the, the dude drinks. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell a quick story before we even get into it. I got a story too, so I'm going to tell a story after you tell a story. When I turned when I turned 21, I turned 21. I went to Floramos with this girl who I used to date, and I was like, "I'm going to have my first drink ever." I got a rack of ribs and a white Russian because of the Big Lebowski, and it was the fucking worst mix I've ever had in my life. Terrible combination. I'm such an I'm such an idiot. I'm such a noob. We uh, we uh, Chris uh, Bonapane and I, when we record our, our 50 movie countdown in a few weeks. Uh, he, he did make me promise to drink with him. So maybe we theme some after some of the movies that we uh, that we talked about. Have some theme drinks. Great idea. Once, once we get to Big Lebowski on that countdown, we have a re- white Russian. Chris, I know you're listening here. We'll uh, we'll figure out what we what we want to do for each uh, for each movie here. Get some specialty drinks going. So my story has nothing to do with movies or anything. It's just a personal story, and I just want to complain to the world about my own stupidity. Wow. So I uh, went uh, went to a wedding this weekend. It was a five and a half hour drive what? long drive to get this wedding. I was so focused on packing. Like, what if I need this? What if I need that? What if I need this little thing in this situation that might arise? What I forgot to pack were my clothes for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Now Are you actually kidding me right now. No. So luckily it was just like a, a polo and a, and a shirt so I could find it wasn't a suit because the closest place that I could find men's clothes was 50 minutes away oh boy from the wow. hotel if I needed the suit it would have been at least two hour drive I, I don't know how people live like that how do you do it <laughs> let's talk about Big Lebowski but before we get to the Big Lebowski let's take care of some business first last week we did an episode on Moneyball Really get great value for your dollar. High on base percentage in that episode. Mm-hmm. Check that one out or any of our library. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Whatever app you use, subscribe and reviews for the show. Five-star reviews only would be extremely helpful and yes. really be beneficial to the podcast. 
And if you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes, or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We're at great movie cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and rec on Instagram. And you can always shoot us an email at greatest at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And as our old friend, Bruce Wayne would say, our dude, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> tell your friends about us. But now, we're going to find out just what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> With the big Do you see what happens? Do you see, what, you see happens? what happens? Do you see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? <laughs> when you find a stranger in the Alps. In the, the Alps, yep. yep. That's, that's the best, the TV version. Is that what they say? Yeah, yeah instead of that, he says, Do you see what happens, Larry, when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> it's so is good. That what, is that what happens? <laughs> is is so, this your homework, Larry? <laughs> so, The Big Lebowski is a 1998 slacker noir comedy. They're going to say slasher. Slasher. I, oh, it would be great if it's turned into that at the end. No, a slacker noir comedy because there's really no categorizing this more efficiently than that, I guess. It's directed by the Coen brothers. It stars Jeff Bridges as the dude, John Goodman as Walter Sobchak, Julianne Moore as Maude Lebowski, and Steve Buscemi as Teddy Donaldson. It made $46.7 million on a $15 million budget, got an 8.1 on the Internet Movie Database, an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71 on Metacritic. Ebert said it was engaging, said three out of four stars. Ian Nathan from Empire Magazine said it was, quote, pure nirvana. And Dave Kerr for a negative one of the Daily News said it was messy and it was episodic. The negative reviews really didn't get it at the time, I feel like. I feel oh. like people nowadays still don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I can see. It's, it's definitely an acquired taste. It, it took me a, at least four views to really get it. There's nothing really to get, but at the same time, there's supposedly hidden messages and meanings in the movie that i didn't really know about it's about a lot of things like there's Mm -hmm. there's so much talk about and and it's all you know subtext you know there's there's a ton about religion in there there's a ton about sex in there it's Mm -hmm. it's trying to say a lot of things Mm -hmm. and also say nothing I've also heard that it describes the fall of masculinity as well. I've heard a com- comparison to, you know, that movie Casablanca. Yeah, we've done an episode uh, it, on like, it. Oh, good. Yeah. There you go. So that I guess you can compare it to that strong male role versus these kind of three perceivable uh, losers, I guess. They're just kind of like... I've heard it uh, described as kind of a fall in masculinity where this, this movie is actually the females are uh, very dominant, uh, you know, compared to kind of a traditional sense. Yeah. Every, every man who in the movie who tries to do something fails every time, you know, like Mm -hmm. nope. The only people that like, even the the women don't necessarily succeed, I guess, you know, other than, you know, other than I guess uh, Bunny got to see her friends, but well, Maud sort of got what she wanted from the dude, and that's yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't but know if it gets, actually we don't know she, if it happens, but yeah, but she never got her money back. I don't think. Yeah, but she gets a baby. I, yeah, I guess that's right. true, but it's it's going to be a little Lebowski, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Little Lebowski. 
So <laughs> we talked a little, that's a little bit about what the movie is about. And it's about a lot of things. Watch and decide for yourself if you haven't seen it. But if for some reason you haven't seen it, let's tell, try to tell you what happens in the movie. Uh, it's There's no way I can jam this into 30 seconds, but I am going to do my best. Right. So, and I have chosen a song that is just dropped in to see what condition my condition is in by right. Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Are you ready? I am ready. Count me down. Three, two, one, go. As a result of sharing a name with a supposedly rich asshole, Jeff Lebowski, a.k.a. The Dude, is caught up in a web of intrigue about the big Lebowski's missing wife, his rug defiled. Dude's friend Walter ruins an attempted money handoff. Big Lebowski's daughter Maude finds and seduces the dude, then tells him that her father is broke. Dude then puts together that Lebowski had embezzled the ransom money for his charity. Uh, Also, Dude is tormented by nihilists during his battle with them. His friend Donnie dies of a heart attack. In the end, dude laments that life is all strikes and gutters, man. Time. Good job. 30 seconds on the dot. That is maybe 10% of what the movie is about. <laughs> right, but right. But that is all I could jam into 30 seconds. Yes. But it gives you an idea. Let's, uh, let's go into the scenes that we, that we like here. Uh, Steve, you're the guest. You're first. What is your number three favorite scene? Well, Rick... Let me pull up my notes, because I have notes, which is very unlike me. That's very unlike you, Steve. I'm glad you're prepared. You know, I, I can prepare. I have a, an app an, an app that, that takes notes. I oh, you can just, oh, okay. iPhones just have a little note section. You don't have to download anything. So, must suck not having yeah. an iPhone. Must suck. I'm very Actually, happy with my non-iPhone. I am as well. I can see both. I can see I, there's an underlying depression with both of you because you don't have iPhones. But let's not talk no, about I'm, that now. I'm good. I, I just feel like it's just Androids are geared towards more like intelligent people. But anyway, what's this? <laughs> I, I feel that way too. <laughs> <laughs> so you asked me what my number three scene was. I see. Here's the problem, though. I have three scenes. They're not necessarily in any order, but I will do them chronologically. Chronologically. All right. The first one I have. Uh, the first scene that I really like is uh, when Donnie, Walter, and the dude, they're all bowling, and they're talking about how the, those guys peed on his rug, and Donnie keeps chime, chiming in like he doesn't know what's going on. He's all, I love how Donnie's always out of touch with every conversation, and Walter's remarks is always, shut the fuck up, Donnie. He's, I, I, just, I love that little touch there. It's such a quirky character. It's funny because um, the, dude, the dude doesn't care, but Walter cares so much about what Donnie's doing. <laughs> Yeah, the dude is very passive, and Walter's very, very aggressive. The, yeah, the um, dude and Donnie don't even really talk all that much in the movie. They barely like interact, despite yeah, being true. in the same scene a lot. He, and I, I love does, that. Yeah, there's a part later in the movie where Donnie says something that is actually like of relevance to Walter, and Walter's just like, "Shut the fuck!" Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe Donnie's a Donnie's a figment of Walter's imagination, and. The dude just doesn't, he doesn't even exist to the dude. No, they do talk, but it's only like three or four lines. Oh, okay. Yeah, Walter, well, I mean, um, the dude refers to Donnie as a, he's like, you can't be yelling at him like that. He's a conscientious objector or something like that <laughs> from this, whatever. But anyway, that, so that scene, uh, they're talking about how they, uh, the dude peed on his, his rug and there's just that uh, very hilarious scene. All right, Derek, what's your number three scene? My Ooh. number three scene is the first time that the dude meets Maude Lebowski 
it's just so fucking bizarre right off the bat. He like walks in, there's a weird painting. She like glides in on these things and she's like throwing paint down like fucking Pollock. And she comes down and she's talking about sex immediately, like right off the bat. That's just the opening conversation. You know, she puts this tape in, there's a porno going on and like just, just the reactions of, uh, of Jeff Bridges in the scene, the lines he comes back with. She's like, do you know what happens next? What? He fixes the cable. So clever, such a great scene. And you get a lot from this too, because off the bat, Maud is kind of pushing the story forward by saying like, oh no, Bunny definitely wasn't kidnapped. And he's like, what are you talking about? So every time you see Maud, the story progresses big time. She's that character in the story. But I love the two of them. I love Julianne Moore in general. I think she's one of the most versatile actresses out there. And I actually for- I had forgotten that she was in this movie. So it was a pleasant surprise when I had watched this again. And I was like, oh crap, that she's in this. Uh, but I, I truly love this scene. I think it's it's one of the best openers to to a character and everything. It's, it's truly bizarre and, and, and very in uh, Coen Brothers fashion. Definitely. So my number three scene is this is what happens. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. You have Walter just and uh, honor. Uh, well, I'll get to my honorable mentions for number one. But yeah, it, it's just John Goodman going fucking nuts on this car it's bizarre and you have the kid just looking out the window (laughs) totally confused as to what's going on but not reacting at all yeah and like his his father's in an iron lung (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's bizarre and it's it's perfect for this movie and just how ridiculous it is it's almost like you're waiting for john goodman's character to just explode at every instance and uh and this is just like just amazing and, and of course we we get treated with while he's destroying the car the audience is all asking themselves is it actually the kid's car or is it somebody <laughs> else's and we get rewarded by knowing that it isn't this car <laughs> i i like that there's there was a a line that was actually cut i wish it was still in the movie where later on in the movie dude just tells walter's like man you weren't even in vietnam <laughs> <laughs> yes he brings up Vietnam at every chance. It's amazing. So, Steve, what do you have for your uh, your next scene? Next scene, you know, uh, I also chose the do you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? I will skip that and make my third, my second, and while you guys are describing your seconds, I will come up with a third. So my, my second scene now is when Lebowski goes to meet that porn star producer. He's in the mansion, and he's, he's kind of just, like, seeing what's up. And then, he, the, so the porn star dude, he's like, he goes, he gets a phone call. He answers the phone. He's like, excuse me. And he, see, he sees him write, <laughs> sees him, like, write a note. And he's like, hey, I'll be right back. He leaves the room. And then the dude abruptly runs over to the notepad, gets one of those pencils and scribbles to see what he wrote. And it's, it's a cartoon dude with a cartoon erection. And she's like, it really is really weird. Like, what the, why, why would that, why would he even do that? And then of course he was uh, drugged. Drug and then the right to, what's that? Yeah. Drugs, the white Russian, the yeah, Caucasian. Proceeds to fly over, you know, this, this kind of skyline city view. And of course he uh, comes back too, and he's in the, in the sheriff's office and the sheriff beats the shit out of him. That whole scene is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. All right. Derek, which number two? That's actually my number two scene. Um, yeah, I had a struggle with my two, my two and my one, but my number two is that scene exactly. And it's it's basically the uh, 
that whole sequence of, of of him flying over the the like the uh, Hollywood skyline or whatever it is, and he's uh, he's doing this dance down the stairs, and he's dressed up like the guy from the porno fixing the cable, and then like all the dancers in the scene have like bowling pins as hats, and it's just so clever. And Maud has got like bowling balls for like a bra, and it's uh, my, that song um, that I love. It's by uh, I just called this. Uh, to see what condition my condition was in by Kenny Rogers in the first edition. It's, it's so unbelievable. The music's so great in this. Every song that comes in has a purpose, but yeah, this whole, again, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I love when directors do things that remind me of Tarantino. And this is definitely a very Tarantino esque scene of like, this isn't actually a very Tarantino scene at all. I don't think there's anything like that in a Tarantino movie. Well, maybe not the song over the thing, but I think that like when Tarantino was like, let's take a step back and go back in time and show you this thing that happened. Uh, or they go somewhere else. It's, it's like, it's like a movie within a movie type thing or just an external odd scene. I think Tarantino, Tarantino does that a lot. So it reminded me of something quirky in that vein, but that's my number two. So my number two specifically is actually the scene in the sheriff's office when he's interrogating dude and i'm just gonna read the line because it makes me laugh every time i see it or every time i hear it mr treehorn draws a lot of water in this town you don't draw (laughs) shit (laughs) now we get a nice quiet little beach community here and i am to keep it nice and quiet so let me make something plain i don't like you sucking around bothering our citizens i don't like your jerk off name i don't like your jerk off face (laughs) I don't like your jerk off behavior. And I don't like you. Jerk off. Do I make myself clear? I think they, I think they could have picked a, 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 a personally I liked the I liked the uh, the guy who played the sheriff or whatever, but it just I wish they had picked a, like a more memorable actor. No, it's perfect because you don't know who he is and it's it, almost every other role in this movie is someone that you recognize. Right. And the fact that this guy just isn't He's just, he's just the chief of police. He's the sheriff, whoever he is. I love the dude's reaction when he gets hit, hit with the mug. He's like, ah, you fascist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I love the dude kind of like using terms that he doesn't quite understand. Like Maude will say something and then he uses Maude's words, but incorrectly later. Because yeah. he can't sound smart. He'd be like, yeah, in the parlance of our times... Yeah. And then he'll say something totally irrelevant. And it's yeah. like, what? what? It's kind of it's like uh, Walter bringing up Vietnam every 10 seconds. It has yeah. nothing to do with, nothing, no, not relevant to anything they're doing. So let's get to number one, Steve. What do you got? Number one, man. Oof. I think my number one scene. Well, it's maybe it's not quite number one, but it's the, it, I think it's one of, uh, it's a pretty interesting scene. It's when Donnie has that heart attack, but before he does that, they're playing they're bowling and he has this kind of like he doesn't get a strike for the first time yeah he doesn't get a strike for the first time and and you see in his face that he's worried and it was kind of like um it was kind of a foreshadowing something um you know kind of bad was about to happen to donnie or whatever like i guess he was just foreshadowing that i thought that was like an interesting take on like the directors how they shot that scene not really i guess i guess i was a little struggling on the on the third or final scene but if I, that's kind of a side note but i guess if i had to choose an official scene it would be when the dude is floating uh through dozens of women's legs and he gradually turns up 
Yeah, big grin on his face. Yeah, it's just like the, the same grin where he like shows up and he sees all the shoes up in the up to the sky, and Saddam Hussein's just giving him shoes. <laughs> he has this most ridiculous smile on his face. Yep, it's so yep. good. Exactly. All right, Derek, what do you have for number one? So my number one is a scene you guys have already talked about. For me, it's the ultimate scene in the movie, and that is you see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Uh, I just couldn't get enough of that. I, I hadn't seen this movie in so long, and every time he swings that weapon onto the car, he says it. You see what happens, Larry. You see what happens. You fuck a stranger in the ass. And I was belly laughing throughout the entire scene. It was just so good. And I was like, this is the scene that John Goodman truly shines in. I was going to obviously mention it earlier because you guys had, but it's just, uh, I think it's the best scene in the movie. Uh, it had me, had me rolling. Just the fact that too, like even before that, that, you know, when they, uh, the, he makes Donnie wait in the car, like he's a fucking kid. Like uh, just the way he treats him and they go into the house, the guys in like the iron lung. There's just, there's all these different, like very quirky things that are happening. And then he's like, all right, all right, we're going to plan B. Closes the suitcase, walks outside. And, uh, and then of course the guy's car, the guy whose car it is, he smashes up the dude's car. The car goes through a ringing throughout the movie. Anyways, that's my number one. So before I get to my number one, uh, just want to give an honorable mention to the introduction of the Jesus and if there's not much to the scene, but John Turturro's performance is so fucking bug nuts that I, you get to talk about it. But my number one is Donnie's eulogy when uh, Walter is giving this weird eulogy where he is mentioning Vietnam and he scatters his ashes where they blow right back in dude's face. And, and dude's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> It's, it's, to me, it's the perfect like microcosm of the movie because it's it's just a bunch of nonsense and dude just being like, ah, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the best. The, the hug and the, what the fuck, man? Uh, so good, so good. All right, so that's our, our favorite part. Let's get to our least favorite uh, parts of the movie here, our least favorite aspects of the movie. Steve, do you have uh, anything that you don't like about this movie? It was one, I, I kind of struggled. I didn't really have a section that I didn't like. I don't know. I, I didn't really have an answer. It's for that, tough. So I, I like. I like the whole movie. It is a tough one, Derek. What's uh? What do you? What's your least favorite part? Yeah, I couldn't get around Donnie's death. I just thought it was just very odd. Just what? It, it didn't really do anything for me. I just kind of felt like, what is this supposed to mean? Donnie's not even a character in this movie. He's barely in the movie. He has no. You know, he's there for comic relief for for Walter and. I just was kind of baffled by why did he die? Like, I don't get it. It wasn't even funny to me. Like, it wasn't, I don't think it was supposed to be funny necessarily when he died, but um, just kind of baffled me. It just kind of moved two characters into another situation. And it was just very okay type thing. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I didn't, it didn't quite click with me. To me, it's it, when Donnie dies, it is, it, Donnie is kind of a, a, just a good person. Like, no one else in the movie really is just, like, a good person, good man, good woman. Everyone else has their own agendas, or they're, like, the dude where he's just, like, I'm just a total slacker. And Donnie's just the one who does not have an ill word to say about anyone, is nice to everyone that he encounters. And it's, like, he's the one that dies of anyone. Right. And it's just, like, yeah, well, life kind of sucks, and, you know, good people die. And that's that's kind of what that stood for, I think. But my least favorite part is more of like a question. Why is the dude friends with Walter? What, like, what benefit does he get from that relationship? 
Well, no, no, but, but the, well, I guess, I guess, it, but, but like, look, my, I guess my question for you is why does there need to be benefits to have a friendship with somebody? Well, I mean, a benefit could be like, I enjoy their company or like we share similar interests. They don't seem to do that. All right, Walter yeah. does is stress him out and fucking pull a gun on people in his presence and get the cops called on them and like fuck up his plans. And like, they don't seem to have much in common. The dude's a pacifist and and walter's like a, a nut but why why would these two people be friends yeah you know i think i don't know if i can speak for all of us i can speak of myself saying that like over the years i've had people in my life who i would hang out with that were i guess my friend but like i was just kind of there because i didn't want to be a jerk and not be there and maybe the dude is really all he has is walter at this point so he's like all right fuck it he's my friend <laughs> i guess he's just he's just rolling with it but like, I mean, I feel like Wal- I feel like I feel like Walter needs the dude more than the dude needs Walter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But like Walter's behavior is like totally unacceptable. Right. Right. So let's uh, let's get to medals. Steve, you have a, a bronze, silver and gold medal winner for this uh, for this movie. Let me check. We'll check the notes here. Okay. I believe I do. I believe I do. All right. Let's start. Start with bronze if you find it. So these are. These are could be actors. Could be actually uh, any any person, object who has something to do with the movie. All right, so all right, bronze. I give it to the ferret who swims in the water, and they bring the the ferret ferret on the leash. The marmot gets gets the uh, gets the bronze. Why why the why the marmot? Uh, I think he's kind of more of the unsung hero in, in the um, in the movie. We don't really celebrate the marmot as much as we should. I believe I think he uh, he belongs in, in the bronze category. Do you think the marmot would have done it? Do you think he would have he would have unmanned the dude? Un now what do you mean Un- unmanned? Do you think he would have would have bit it off oh, as the nihilist yeah, threatened? I'm <laughs> the nihilist. <laughs> that just reminded me that when they're in the parking lot, it's like it's like nothing to worry, guys. These men are cowards. but had the nihilist let the marmot do its thing uh, it's very possible i don't think it would have dismembered the dude i believe that possibly could have encountered some bites some nibbling yeah some nibbles certainly not castration i mean just that would just be ridiculous it's not Um, a fucking alligator right it's a marmot they they can be dangerous Derek, uh, Derek, who do, you, who do you have for bronze, or what do you have for bronze? Oh, I got to go with the Cohen brothers for this. Uh, okay. The Cohen brothers—they wrote the—they wrote the film, they directed the film. They're just a, the movie is so odd and quirky. There's so many little details in the movie too that are just like, the hell were they thinking when they were doing this? And I know from doing my research that they're they're well known for doing a ton of rewrites during during a movie. And Jeff Bridges certainly uh, in, um, expected that. So he he joined the movie knowing the Coen Brothers were going to rewrite stuff as they went along. And one thing that I loved is that the Coen Brothers went out of their way to tell Jeff Bridges before a scene if the dude got high before that scene started. So, so Jeff Bridges basically asked the Coen brothers, he's like, before we start filming this scene, did, did the dude just blaze or not? Why? Because they didn't, they didn't want to film with him. Because Jeff Bridges, no, 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 because Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges wants to know, yeah, he wants to know if he should look high or not in the scene. Like, did, did my Uh, character just blaze? And the Coen brothers were like, yep, you know, told him when they thought, so he could, you know, put his fists in his eyes and rub them so they got more bloodshot. But yeah, they just, uh, I, 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 it's hard for me to not give an award 
to a di- director or directors who are also the writers. I mean, they're, they're the everything in this movie. Nothing exists without them. So they get my bronze. Absolutely. So my, uh, well, before we get to my bronze, honorable mention, a guy who's going to be mentioned in all of these and whatever movies in, we talked about him last week, Philip Seymour Hoffman, absolute legend. Yep. Think about how different this performance is than Art Howe. He is different in every fucking movie yeah. he's in. Yeah. He, he's, I, I don't think he necessarily gets the material that other people, other actors do in this movie. Agreed. But what he does get, he fucking kills. Yeah, especially the scene where uh, she's like, I'll blow you for $1,000. And his, <laughs> his, his, his awkward yeah. laugh, I love yeah. Hoffman. The man, rest in peace. But he's great. Love him. But my bronze goes to John Goodman. And he is in a kind of interesting spot in his career at this point because Roseanne just ended the year before blues brothers, 2000 just happened. And that was a damn disaster. (laughs) And he's like, I got to go to the Coens. They're my guys. And he fucking kills it. Like he's, you can't take your eyes off him when he's on screen. And he's just like, it's a different performance than he gives in almost anything else. It's, it's, it's great. Yep. Steve. Silver. I can get you a toe. I can get you a toe worth nail polish by this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my silver goes to Jeff Bridges, the dude. Such a good character. I just love how laid back he is. And it's such an obvious, like, obviously he's the main character. But just comparing him to other main characters in other movies, he's he's so unique. And I love his subtleties. Like, uh, Rick, you touched on it before. He uses words incorrectly after someone says it to him, you know? the parlance of our times you know and also when he's like when i think Maude was asking him do you like sex he's like coitus or whatever yeah uh, he says but, it right uh, back to her she just yeah said that she word, says it not, first not 30 seconds before it yep. yeah <laughs> and he's like do you like vagina do you like that word some men find it awkward to say he's like, he's like what <laughs> what is that what does it have to do with my rug <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I just love how quirky, I love how aloof his character is. I love how clueless, yet almost unfazed about everything, even even in the thick of the movie, how 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 just completely screwed he is sometimes and like how there's so much chaos going on, but he somehow his character always seems to find that like unfazed energy. You know, he's like, well, it's kind of like what watches this fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. You know, it's kind of capturing that kind of same energy there. And I, I, that's, that's, I really like that buzz character. Derek, you're next. Who's your silver medal? My silver goes to John Goodman. You said basically everything there is to say, Rick. Uh, this is the, I think this might be his best role he's ever done in, in film history. This is, this is the John Goodman role. Tough question. I, I would say, I don't know that this is his best. It's one of his best, but I would say his best is definitely in a Coen Brothers movie. Okay. Um, I think it's this or a brother or art though. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one, oh, but yeah, we yeah I, I definitely got to see it. And, uh, I, I love him in arachnophobia too. He's got a small part in there where he's hilarious. He's, you know what else is great in this, um, uh, 13 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, I remember seeing the trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah. He is excellent in that. That yeah. is not a performance you expect from him. I, you know, it's funny. And we say that, but yet m- the things that we do see him in, we're like, he's so good. Like every time I see John Goodman, I'm like, oh, he's so, so, so memorable. That says a lot about him. You know, people think of him maybe just in Roseanne, but he's much more than that. And he's excellent in Roseanne. Yeah. Um, he's, he's fantastic. He's really, really great. And in this scene, he just, I mean, this movie, he just, uh, he's got so many great moments. I love how he interrupts himself. There's so many things about his performance that are, that's very, very likable. And uh, yeah, you, you said it all. He, he's my silver. So my silver is the Coen brothers. 
And I just want to read the run that they have to start their directorial career because this is like unheard of. Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, The Hudsucker Proxy, Fargo, Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? My opinion, they didn't fucking miss. So I only saw the, I only know about the last three. Never heard any of the other ones. University of Barton Fink or <laughs> Raising Arizona? Raising Arizona, I've heard of. I've never heard the other one. Raising Arizona would be a, a, a wreck movie, I feel like. Who's in that? Nick Cage. Ah, uh, that may, may not be a, a wreck movie then. You no, know, it, it, it's, he's not. Not a, not a not Cage what you guy. Think. If it's before his. Before his 90s, like, action run, he's at least kind of a different guy. Like, this yeah. is, like, early Nick, Cage. Nick Cage is a legend. Nick Cage is a legend. There is, I mean, he's a legend, for the, he's a legend for the wrong reasons. Cage. He is a pretty fucking horrendous actor. You no say this, but you're like, I haven't seen Raising Arizona, like, which is one of his best roles. Like, <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen National Treasure? Dude, that's, like, that's like not even a, like, he, I would even say that Nick Cage has better performances. Like, that's not even a good, like, movie well, the thing is nick cage well, first of all, is a national treasure national treasure is literally <laughs> just them them trying to do indiana jones but badly in my opinion you're completely wrong first of all it's not it's not even an opinion you're just factually wrong and that's okay though that's fine you know what i mean so it's like national treasure good movie in my opinion but i want up that con air solid performance in con damn air right. god damn right all right, we're, we're getting too far stupid here. Let's move right, on. Well, my gold no, medal goes no, to no, Nick no. Cage. We're, we're, we're just scratching the, the Nick Cage scratch and sniff right now. Right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Nick, the, the point is the Cohen brothers come out swinging and they go on an absolute tear to close out the 20th century. Then they have a couple well, weaker ones and then they come back with No Country for Old Men in 2007. So, oh my God, I can't wait and to then do that movie. And then they're just on another role right after that so it's just just their first run is is that great it's as great as people say it is so did they do dumb and dumber too or oh no no that's no, the farrelly brothers. brothers different people oh, dang, it. dang it dang it you got the brothers part right <laughs> right <laughs> and you got the really two out of three yeah two out of three steve you got the and and brothers yeah give me give me some credit here give me we're giving you we'll give you partial credit. So let's get to let's get to gold medal. Steve, who you have for gold? Okay, my gold medal. It's it's not even. I, I I didn't even have to think too much about this. It was just so obvious for me. My gold goes to John Goodman, who plays Walter. Is he's he's my favorite character in the movie. He's such a savage. He's so different than any other character I've ever seen in any other movie. He's such a he's such a beast in the, in this role. If you just watch the movie. If obviously if you've never seen it, you have to watch this movie. But if you've seen it, rewatch it and just really pay attention to his character. It's 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 so brilliant. Uh, for me, he's a, he's he's the gold. All right, excellent choice, Derek. I think yeah. I think I know, but yeah, gold is Jeff Bridges. I mean, he's so, he, I mean John Goodman is right behind him. But Jeff Bridges' character is so unbelievably iconic. He's everywhere. everywhere. You know what I mean? I see bumper stickers of the dude. There's memes of the dude. There's so much about his character that's so uh, just great and, 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 and wonderful. Like, I, I love all the details that are given to this character. I love his attire. Everything he wears is actually Jeff Bridges' clothes in real life. He brought his own clothes on set, and um, they let him dress himself. I love the white Russian being connected to his character. We even get his music taste. He loves Creedence. He hates the Eagles. 
I, I love these details. It's so amazing. And he, he's so carefree. I think a lot of us should take that because life is really fucking short and life sucks most of the time. And the dude, even through a bad experiences, somehow finds a way to just like not be that pissed off about things. People break into his house all the fucking time. And he's just like, ah, come on. <laughs> like, I wish I had that attitude about most things. Really um, the room together, you know, yeah. And, and the, the, the big focus of this movie is that all he really cares about is this fucking rug. <laughs> like, I wish I cared about one thing that much, like a, an object of mine to be like, ah, oh, just don't get rid of the rug. Take anything else. What an iconic character. Uh, and Jeff Bridges is such a talented actor that I don't think the dude follows him in his career. I think he's able to leave the dude in this movie and move on to uh, other roles that he's been fantastic in and he's i think we've even talked about it Rick. he's been nominated for several academy awards yeah. maybe more than two i think uh which is outstanding and uh he's he's amazing he's my number he's my gold so yeah he's uh he's jeopardy is my gold as well and i would say almost like this is the role for him you know he's this character kind of becomes his public persona yeah, when you think Jeff Bridges, you kind of think of the dude. And everyone loves the dude and everybody loves Jeff, Jeff Bridges. And he's a great actor, so he has a ton of different types of roles. I feel like this is the one, like, you know, it's, it's the obituary test, I feel like. It's like when Jeff Bridges dies, it's going to be like actor, Big Lebowski, and then something else. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, Although, is, did, I think he played Rooster Cogburn in a movie, too, like a John Wayne role. Like, Well, no, I mean, the Coen Brothers True Grit is, it's an excellent movie, but... When you think Richard Cogburn, you think John Wayne. Right. I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. they looked at him and stuff like, if anybody can do it, it could be Bridges, which is. Yeah, he, cool. he plays it very differently than John Wayne does. Right, right. But yeah, the, the this is the one. You know, there's there's a line, and I'll reference it, uh, Game of Thrones reference of the week, uh, pull it back. But there's there's the line where Tywin Lannister is like, this is the one they'll remember before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's Jeff Bridges in this movie. Yep. I don't know if he knew that going in, but this is the one they're going to remember him for. Right. So let's go to something that I think is going to be real interesting this week. Recasting. Steve, did you were you able to, uh, to recast this movie at all? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I did, we'll, we'll go over the characters that we did. I had the dude. I had Walter. I had Donnie. I had Le, uh, the big Lebowski. I have Maude. And I have the Jesus. So I have the same, only I have Brant as well. Okay. Steve, what, what characters did you recast? I just recasted the dude, Walter, and Donnie. Okay. okay. So let's... So uh, I, can throw, I can throw in Maude as a bonus. Okay. Well, let's let's take it one character at a time. Derek, who's your Brant? So my Brant, I went with somebody who I think is... Uh, we've talked about on the show very frequently. And uh, I just thought he'd be really good in this role. And that is Jonah Hill. Uh, I think Jonah Hill could bring a lot of color to this this character. And, and we talked about it before, is that Brant doesn't really have the material. He's not the character that you're like, whoa, he's so over the top and funny. He's not. Philip Seymour Hoffman got that role. It probably could have gone to somebody who, like, isn't that known. Um, but I think at this point, Philip Seymour Hoffman was pretty well known, at least a little bit. He was in movies before this. And uh, I just think Jonah Hill would give it a lot of color and just uh, most of the time when Jonah Hill is playing the straight guy, which isn't very, doesn't happen very often, but when he's playing the straight guy, he's still funny. And I think he could bring a lot of color into this role. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this movie is so like, even the small parts, people wanted to work with the Coens so much that 
that they just like took small parts and that that role in a in a lesser movie and lesser hands would have just been completely unmemorable right but yeah that's that's a good choice there so let's go to jesus derek who's your jesus so my jesus goes to the very talented sasha baron cohen uh fucking me too you did too? Yes. Yep. Oh, same thing. Yeah, he's, I feel like if there's anybody else who could pull that off and just be super quirky and funny would be him. So don't yeah, have to explain myself to you. There, yeah, there, there are so many, there are so few actors where you can just be like, all right, here's this one, like two scene performance. Just make it incredibly memorable. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think Sasha Baron Cohen's the guy to do that. Do you think, do you think Sarah, Sasha Baron Cohen, do you think he's always going to be known to people as just Borat? Kind of like if somebody sees Jeff Bridges in a movie, they're going to go, oh, it's the dude. Do you think they do that with him? With like, oh, that's Borat. To an extent, yes. But I think his other roles are so different from Borat that it's tough to it's tough to put Borat on top of like, you know, him in in like a Cockney accent or like him. I'm, you know, I'm I'm thinking of like uh, Les Mis uh, and Sweeney Todd, even Todd. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a very talented guy. Yeah, I, I agree. And he deserves and I'm sure will have a lot of different roles going forward. Yeah. So let's go. Who do we want to go next? Let's go uh, the Big Lebowski himself next. Derek. So the Big Lebowski, not to be confused with the dude. This is the other Lebowski, yes, the rich guy. Lebowski was uh, rich, don't worry. One one actor comes to came to mind. Actually, he was the first person I casted because it came I to mind th- right away. I have a feeling that it might be the same person. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be the same. Yeah. So I went with Brian Cox. Yeah, same. Yep, I knew yep. it. I knew, dude. We're on the same fucking. That's yeah, crazy. We're, on the, we're on the same wavelength. Here. And I, I'm assuming it has to do with the show HBO show Succession. Kind of gave you a little bit of that. Uh, I, I just thought of like a rich mogul who's a dick, and yeah. I thought of Brian Cox immediately. Yep. All right. So this is this is. Uh, <laughs> A first here, I think that we've we've got two roles the same. Yep. But let's let's go to the ones that uh, that we all have in common here, or at least Steve was thinking of one. Let's uh, let's go with mod. Steve, do you have a mod? Well, this is more on the fly. I didn't okay. put much thought into That's it, fine. but you know, I I think I might cast Pamela Anderson Lee. Why is Pamela Anderson Lee? You know, because she's a vegan, and uh, you know, I think that's the only reason because she's vegan. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's, she might be. She might be the last person I would cast in this role. <laughs> All right, yeah, Derek, who's your, who, Derek, who's your mod? I went with this. Actually, Gia at first was kind of like, "Really? Why?" And I, I had to explain I, to her all. The- I got to tell you that to me, there's two actresses that I had in mind, and if you say one of them, I'm going with the other one. Well, uh, so this is kind of uh, maybe a little odd of people if they think about it. She's done a lot of really funny, funny stuff, and one role specific that made me think of this a little bit is um high fidelity and that is Catherine Catherine Zeta Jones. Okay. Uh, she seems kind of like out there and I feel like she she'd do this role very well. Like a picture in the costumes and all the crazy art stuff. She's also drop dead gorgeous, which I just I love seeing her face in any movie. But uh she was just kind of the per- first person I thought of in this so I, I went with her. Yeah, uh she's uh, just got cast as Morticia Adams. Yeah, the Gomez is very odd to me, though. Luis Guzman. Yeah, I mean, he he looks a lot like the comic strip Gomez. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that's what they're going for. So I had somebody else. So my runner-up was Amy Adams. Okay. But I went with an actress, an excellent actress, has been in a movie that we've covered before, and that is Kate Winslet. Okay, I could see Kate Winslet in this. Yep, I, I think... She could 
she can pretty much do any accent and Maud's accent in this is also fucking bug nuts crazy yeah it's like is she english or is she just proper american i couldn't tell she is doing like an affected like mid-atlantic accent because like like, julianne moore is definitely like that's definitely not her voice like that's why i was kind of like she's not from england clearly no and kate winslet can do like in any accent that you can possibly imagine so she with her edge like all right go nuts have like go crazy and and do something dumb with this Right. But let's uh, let's go on to the three main three of the main male roles here. So let's go with Donnie, Steve. Who you have for Donnie? Donnie. Okay, <clears throat> it may seem silly, but I think uh, Danny DeVito. I put Danny DeVito as Donnie. As Donnie. Yeah. See, I, I was going to go with Danny DeVito for that other character, the uh, the Italian guy who gets out of the car and he's like, "I'm looking the for." Piano. Yeah, he, I, I thought of DeVito for that guy, but I obviously didn't cast him. Yeah, that would make more sense, I guess. You know, but I guess I was going for like mixing up the pot a bit. Steve, Steve's got really... some curveballs. I'm looking forward to the rest of his. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek, who do you have? I'm looking forward to the uh, the reaction on social media when we put, when we put this up. Yeah, so uh, I had I had two that I was thinking about. I'll give you the first one that I was really considering. Okay. I was considering Zach Braff. Okay. Uh, for a few, and then I decided that Justin Long would have been a better Donnie in my eyes. He just kind of fits that sort of like. He, he, Justin Long can 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 be like a front runner in a movie where he's like the main character who no one steps in his toes. But then in other movies, he also gets his, his toe stepped on quite quite often. And I feel like he does a good job when like that happens. Specifically in Dodgeball, just being hit with a wrench at every every ten seconds. And I just pictured him being just completely shut down by my Walter. And by the way, my Walter will fucking stun you. And it might not in a good way because I I had to convince G that this was the right choice. Okay. So we'll, we'll get to we'll, it. We'll, we'll get to it. So my Donnie is a guy that has come up in this recasting a lot and is going to be in a movie we're doing in a couple of, well, the sequel to a movie we're doing in a couple of weeks. And that is Bill Hader. Okay. I see like the when you see the those uh sort of early episodes of Barry where he's just kind of awkward and weird. I still have to see that show. I yeah. have meaning to. So all right, so let's go to Walter next. Steve, who do you have for Walter? All right. So Walter, I have recasted Walter to do for the actor by the name of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks as Walter. Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks as Walter. <laughs> Tom Hanks as Walter. Pick, so, just picture it. Just picture I, was, it. I mean, if anything, he'd be better as the dude. <laughs> no way. No, I got a better dude. Trust me. So uh, uh, I hope so. so. Let's, let's let's run this down. So far, your mod is Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Your your Donnie is Danny DeVito, and your your Walter your Walter is Tom Hanks. Steve, did you that, just put names? Did you just put did you put names in a hat and just pick them out randomly? See, no, you see, you guys are like, well, how do I like match the character exactly? I'm trying to change the movie here. I'm I'm making a different movie than you guys. It, it's definitely <laughs> my, a very different movie. Angle. This is the, this it's is the small. Be- Steve's is the small Lebowski. It's Steve's is like the, no, like, mine's the actual Lebowski. <laughs> oh, that's what it's called, the actual <laughs> Lebowski. <laughs> that's what the big Lebowski was based on. Okay, Derek, who's your, all right? Who is this? Who is this Walter that you're gonna have to sell us all on? Okay, so this is very strange, Steve. You might be a little bit worse about this than Rick is because Rick and I know him a little bit better because we actually have watched him act in different ways, and now he's a movie star. And I'm, all, uh, I'm already upset. He is, 
I think fucking hilarious in everything he does. He every time I've seen him in a movie, I'm like, he's so good in this. I couldn't believe how good he is in this. I said this to G and she's like, huh, let me think about it. And she's like, you know what? I can see it. And I went with John Cena. John Cena as what? John Cena as Walter, man. Yeah, everything he's been in in the movies, like he is his comic. His comic relief is amazing. See, he's he's a big guy. He's got a build, and I could just see him torturing Justin Long throughout the entire movie. And I think it just fits perfectly. And and I Cena, I think is just about like I don't know, maybe like five or six, seven years younger than John Goodman was in the role. I think Cena could be good in the movie, but I would put him more in like the nihilist no i just think john i think scene is more talented than people give him credit for he's yeah he, I, he can hand, I, he can handle lines he can go and rant we, i mean we've seen him do amazing promos especially in the last like five years when he's around he he delivered he's so good with words he doesn't stumble very often his comedic relief is on point in all the movies i've seen him in i pictured him in the same getup as john goodman the facial expressions the, the monotone the the outbursts i said i think he would be really good in, in my ver- in my version of the movie I think he makes for almost a better straight man like his his comedy and he's a very funny guy but his comedy tends to come from like almost like absurdism where like I can't believe this straight lace looking guy is doing but like I don't see him being like shut the fuck up Donnie like I don't I just I it's it's an interesting curveball choice I mean you could say the same thing about John Goodman I don't think anyone expected him to be so good in this he kind of shocked people. Like, Whoa, this is John Goodman being this guy. So yeah, but John Goodman was all like he was. It's a different vibe. But let's let's go to my choice. It's a guy who is in another superhero movie, not the one that John Cena was just in. His most famous role is on a very popular Netflix series, and that is David Harbor. Yeah, I actually thought of him uh, a little bit, but I, I don't. I like him. I like him. I'm not sold on him. That's why have I didn't you, go with him. Have you seen Black Widow? Uh, I have not seen Black Widow. Yeah, he, it's, that, it's, yeah. That, is the, that is the role to me that was like, oh, he can do that because he is very demonstrative in that. And he does, you know, in Stranger Things, it's a different type of role. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm, yeah. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not huge on that show, but. Um, but it, yeah, in Black Widow, he is very like, OK, this is coming. This is kind of the same energy that yeah. that Walter would need. I'll have to see it. Yeah, because I, I can't picture him doing a lot of comedic stuff. But if if, if Black Widow. I'll check so, it out. I'm almost afraid to ask, but Steve, who did you cast as the dude? All right, brace yourselves. I've I've been bracing myself for the last ten minutes. I'm squeezing a pillow right now, waiting. All right, so for the role of the dude, the main character in the Big Lebowski. Yeah, stop building it up. Who is it? <laughs> instead, of, instead of Jeff Bridges. I chose to play the role of the dude, a man, (laughs) Jesus Christ, with the name who is, in fact, Jim Carrey. You know, that's actually a really good pick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because like. It's hard to picture for me, but he can do anything, in my opinion. So I yeah. see it. Once you watch Eternal Sunshine for the yeah. smallest mind, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's a really good. Picture, you actually. realize he can do anything. <laughs> see, I would actually. I, I think he's great in Eternal Sunshine. He's he's phenomenal in that. But I was actually thinking more of like, um, like Man in the Moon type shit. Like 
he's fucking out there. Like he sinks himself into a role so deep that he's just that guy. So I, I could see it. I mean, I there's no there's no I doubt. Want, I want you guys to both picture the scene where they're bowling. You know when they're like uh, they're like talking about like and he peed on your rug. He peed on my rug. Like just picture <laughs> picture Jim Carrey saying that to Tom Hanks. <laughs> With to Tom Hanks and Dane DeVito. <laughs> the problem is the problem honestly the biggest problem with your your casting is that the, the dude and and donnie couldn't be in the same shot together because of the height difference jim carrey and uh, it would, it would just have to be like wow. all long shots like there could be no close-ups it'd be just like the, a tuft of the top of danny devito's hair right absolutely i agree with that <laughs> I, agree, I agree with that he's men dangerous <laughs> all right derek who's your dude my dude, my dude. All right, my I'm just gonna dude. I'm just gonna jump right into it. It's the fucking man, John C. Riley. He's the fucking man, yeah. man. Do Dewey Cox, bro. Like everything he's in, he just like he's he's so fucking funny in everything he's in. It just picture John C. Riley with long hair and the crazy clothes. He's actually done this before in other movies. Like he's not spoofed the Big Lebowski, but like. He's a, he's just like he just has that look about him, that feel about him that he's just he's careless, and I love that about this actor. So I, he, he's the first one I thought of, and I was like, you know what, I'm sticking with it. Or actually, I think maybe GA gave me the idea, and I was like, yes. So give her credit. So I went with a guy who is. I, I try to get like who could get the most important thing about the dude is that he's laid back, right? And you get you get a buy that he's just rolling with it. Mm-hmm. So I went with a guy. I think captures that and, and very much like Jeff Bridges, he's not necessarily known as a comedic actor, but he had definitely has some comedic shops and that is Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. That's it. Yeah. That, that actually adds a certain elegance to the give, dude. Give me some of that Wooderson energy. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> my, 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 my problem with, with that is, is that that's, that's correct. Wooderson, like he already did this before. So I think I'd be like, yeah, I, I think he'd, think I think so. he'd be, I think he'd be typecast. I think he's better at now at playing like really serious roles. I think that's where he shines the best, but I mean, it's possible. I just think that he's already done it. Same with John C. Riley. I mean, I think both of them are like, you know, I mean, I think I think the more far fetched if somebody were to pick like, I think fucking Tommy Lee Jones could have done this. I would have been like, what are you thinking? <laughs> but like, you know, this is a this is a tough movie to cast. You know, I, I I can't see anybody but Jeff Bridges in this role or John Goodman, to be honest, you know. Well, I mean, certainly Pam Anderson's mod is the, is the way to go. But oh my I God. Mean, I thought that was the most logical. <laughs> So that's recasting. We'll definitely put that one on social media so we can uh, we can get your thoughts. Well, on so we that. can see we can see the shit show responses. We're gonna I get can't on that wait. One. I can't wait. So God. Twitter follow the week. Jeff Bridges, he's on there. He's active. Mr. Bridges, so come on anything, the show, Mr. Bridges. So anything miscellaneous that we talk about? The only thing that we didn't talk about that I found is that they wanted Marlon Brando to play Lebowski. Oh man. What, the, old, the older Lebowski, the like so, Lebowski. so, so like four hundred pound Marlon Brando, four hundred pound Brando. I can only imagine what the bums will never win. <laughs> I actually don't like Brando. I don't like him as Get I don't like him as a, a person. I don't like him as an actor. I'm not a Brando. I don't like Marlon Brando. Marlon, Marlon Brando is probably the greatest actor that ever lived. Only, and only I think five. I think I think a lot of people would say that. But even before The Godfather, he was pretty much known as like the guy. I only say that because, Derek, you were telling me one movie he, I'm not, I won't go into details, but he mistreated one of the women actors. 
Yeah. And yeah, that's the last time in Paris. Just because of that, yeah. I despise Marlon Brando. I don't give a shit how good of an actor he is. I know it's a, it's a, you can, you know, we, we can debate on his acting skills, but like when people do that shit, for me personally, you know, I, I just, that's all, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. No, I get I it. I get it. I, we, 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 Steve, we've had this conversation about Kevin Spacey on this um, oh, because okay. Kevin Spacey is a fucking scumbag, but he's one of the finest actors I've ever seen. So I see, I the see, problem, I the, so I get what you're saying completely. Like hate the person, love the skill. I don't know with that particular situation, and I could be way off, my understanding of it was that I don't know that Brando was fully aware of the situation, and I think it may have been more Bertolucci, the director, who orchestrated that. Okay. I think, think, and I could be wrong, I may have missed something, but my thought, my, my understanding of the situation is the director was like, just go for it. And Brando was like, all right, right, I guess she's really into it. Right. Well, the same thing, too. You could say the same thing about Stanley Kubrick. And if Stanley Kubrick literally fucked up Shelley Duvall's life in The Shining. Like, yeah. Shelley Duvall is so unbelievably fucked up because Stanley Kubrick is a piece of shit and yeah. treated her like garbage. But, you know, some people, art goes too far, you know? Right. No, I agree. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it is that interesting conversation when you look at like some actors personal lives and behaviors it's like it, it really does like it's an inter- it's at least an interesting conversation how does that affect your opinion of the artistic yeah. performance yeah you know, oh it, for sure for sure the, the, i find myself in some circumstances where like I, it, depending on the actor and what they've done sometimes their behaviors are so egregious that i i won't be a fan of their work anymore you know yeah. Um, but it's, some, it's, some it's others, tough. I guess it, it is a very, it, it's tough and it, and it, it brings about at least interesting conversation and, and we can have an inter- interesting debate about it. But I think that's a, it, it's a fascinating topic that how, you know, there are some actors who are literally fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. We, we could have, we could have a, we, we, we could, we could have a whole episode on cancel culture easily on here. We so, should. I'd, I'd love to come back for this, for that, for that episode. So I'll tell you someone who nobody's ever said a bad word about, and that's Jeff Bridges. Unfortunately, this is one of the few years where he did not get an Oscar nomination because this movie got zero Oscar nominations. Right. Goose egg. So let's go over. Well, before, before we get into, before we get into that, because yeah. I have I have some miscellaneous okay. things. So one early part of the script that was cut out the last second was that the Coen brothers were going to say that the dude was the heir to the inventor of the Rubik's Cube. Check out. Yeah. If that was going to be part of the movie, then the last second they were like, you know what? Let's just not say how he gets any income whatsoever. And the last thing I have to say about this is that when guitarist Glenn Frey of the Eagles found out that the dude hated the Eagles, he basically confronted Bridges at a party and like screamed in his face. Like, how can you dare say that about the, about us in a popular film? And Are the, you kidding me? The Eagles were pretty... Write the movie. Yeah, the Eagles were pretty pissed off about it. And and rightly so, because I get it, but like, it's a movie. But at the same time... read the line. I know, I know, I know. That's probably what Jeff probably said was like, listen, well, the thing is, is Jeff Bridges and the Coen brothers both don't like the Eagles in real life. And that was the joke. So I think Glenn. I mean, they're millionaires. They've reached. Well, 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 put it it this way. Put it it this way. Put it this way. The um, Kirk, uh, not Kirk Hammett. The Lars Ulrich of Metallica was like, we were so happy when they mentioned us 
in the movie in a positive light. We were trying to get that scene in our show. Even even though even though they say like they were ass Metallica was assholes. Like they still when, loved it. They still loved it. When when you're like bigger assholes than Metallica, when you make <laughs> Lars Ulrich look good, right? You're doing right. something wrong, <laughs> right? It's just, it's just kind of interesting <laughs> fact. Glenn Frey was pissed. It's just a fun fact, but uh, that's all my miscellaneous for this movie. All right. So let's, I guess uh, let's, I have just one one yeah. quick side interrupt break. A, a real quick miscellaneous. I just a, a quick observation. I love how the dude like to unwind just lays on the his carpet or his, or the floor and he listens to bowling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, I, like, it's, it's, just, it's like it's 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 like bowling championship nineteen eighty seven on the cassette tape. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's like a it's like a mixtape to him, but it's just literally fucking bowling balls. Amazing. I thought that was just a brilliant touch to the movie. Yeah, funny little thing there. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get to the Oscars. So Best Picture, this is kind of an infamous Oscar year because Best Picture is won by Shakespeare in Love. Okay. Uh, other nominees are Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Ryan, and The Thin Red Line. So I am not a big fan of Life is Beautiful. I I am the complete opposite. I think that's a great movie. Okay. Wait. Are you are you referring to the movie the, Life the is Italian Beautiful? film? Yeah. Uh, La Vita Bella. Yes. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, it's the one with like the uh, the it has to do with like the concentration camps, the Nazis, yep. the Jews. It's it's a very oh. emotional movie. I saw it in I think I saw it in high school. I saw it in high school probably thirty times between we history classes, between Italian times. class, between English classes. Between anything that mentioned the Holocaust, it was like the high school had one fucking VHS copy of one movie, and it was Life is Beautiful. And yeah, I, I, Roberto Benigni just, I, I wanted to like just leave the class every time. I like, he, he just, he just really grinds my gears. Well, I, but, I, I'll, I'll say that uh, Jojo Rabbit is probably my favorite movie that has to do with the subject. We have to get to that movie at some point. Okay. Um, but so I, I'm going to go ahead and say my personal opinion. I don't think the Big Lebowski needs to be nominated for an Oscar. See, I disagree. I think we need to knock Shakespeare in Love right out there. We You're not going to have the winner for Big Lebowski. No, fuck that movie is not great. Uh, and oh, let's let's see. Oh, who's the listed uh, listed uh, producers here? I wonder what happened. Uh, let's see. Donna Gigliotti, David Parfit, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, I wonder what fucking happened there. I wonder how that one fucking Harvey. Yeah. Get Shakespeare in love. The fuck out of there. Saving Private right. Ryan should have won. And the Big Lebowski should have been nominated. Well, they well, would have both been nominated if Tom Hanks was in The Big Lebowski. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, 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 The Big Lebowski... For me, it doesn't need to be nominated, but that's fine. I'll agree with you just because I do agree with Saving Private Ryan should have won the uh, best picture that year. Yeah. So director goes to friend of the show, future guest, Steve, Steven Spielberg. We're going to ask again, have your people call our people. We're waiting, Spielberg. We're waiting. Come on here. Come on Come here. On We're waiting. Hey, we man, te- I like Temple of Doom, man. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about lots of things, Steve. Come on the show. Mr. Spielberg. Uh, other hey, nominees. What's he, what's, he, what's he doing these days? I mean, he just he, he, he yeah. just directed the remake of West Side Story. Yeah, so coming, sure out, be... coming out in December. December, yeah. We'll move our we'll move our schedule around. We have the schedule for the rest of the year. I'll knock any movie out, Stephen. If you want to come on the show, Stevie, <laughs> anything you want. We'll do anything you want. He's like, I want to talk about birds for two I'll hours. No, no problem. Day. No problem, Spielberg. I'll bring on bird experts. I'll read a bird book. <laughs> 
He's like, I want to, I want to talk about the Baltimore Oriole today. Let's talk about it. Baseball yeah. team, the bird, whatever you want. You want to talk about well, whatever Oreos? you want, whatever you want Stevie. So was he was he nominated this year? He won for best director for, for Saving Private Ryan. Oh, okay. Uh, other nominees were Roberto Benigni for Life is Beautiful, John Madden, not that one, for Shakespeare in Love, Terrence Malick for Thin Red Line, and Peter Ware for The Truman Show. So I'm going to just, to to use a term the, the other John Madden might use, I'm going to punt John Madden right out of there, and I'm going to put in the Coen Brothers. Okay, wow. I'm, I'm, f- I'm fine with that. I agree. All right, best leading actor. <sighs> Roberto Benigni wins for Life is Beautiful. I'll say it, it just depends on how strong this is, but it, it really depends on Jeff Bridges being there. Yep. So Roberto Benigni wins for Life is Beautiful. Tom Hanks is nominated for Saving Private Ryan. Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, excuse me, for Gods and Monsters. Nick Nolte in Affliction. And Ed Norton for American History X. Oh, man, I think Norton wins that. Fuck. Tough to beat Tom Hanks for me. Tough to beat Tom Hanks. But we'll we'll certainly do at least one of these movies soon. Uh, Does Bridges knock out anybody for you? I think, listen, I gave him the win last week, but I think we kick out Nolte here. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I was going to say Nolte came up last week. Bridges in, Nolte out. Sorry, Nolte. Uh, You know what? We gave him a fucking Oscar last week, so you're, you're welcome, Nick. Please come on the show. I mean, you gave him the Oscar. I just listened. I, uh, I don't think anyone qualifies for leading actress. Right. Uh, best supporting actor. I think we're talking John Goodman here, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So it's best supporting actor is won by James Coburn in Affliction. Other nominees are Robert Duvall in A Civil Action, Ed Harris in The Truman Show, Jeffrey Rush in Shakespeare in Love, and Billy Bob Thornton in A Simple Plan. You know what? I don't think I know any of those performances. <laughs> you haven't seen the Truman Show? Uh, long time ago. I have okay. to revisit it. I, that's one that I have to revisit. That one and uh, what's the other one that Jim Carrey's in? Truman Show. The it's another the Moon. No, there's another odd the one. Majestic. Man on the Majestic. Mo- the Majestic. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, Majestic's not good. Truman Show's excellent. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll revisit Truman Show. I like Jeffrey Rush, but I haven't seen that movie. I like Jeffrey Rush too. I'm tempted to kick out Billy Bob. Yeah, kick, kick out Billy Bob. And I like Billy Bob. This is not this is not a bad this is not a bad performance in here, I feel like. But I think we I think we gotta recognize John Goodman here. Best supporting actress. Do we want to consider Julianne Moore? It just depends on who's nominated, I think. Okay, we'll go through it. So Judy Dench wins. Dame Judy Dench, excuse me, for Shakespeare in Love. Kathy Bates is nominated in Primary Colors. Brenda Blethen for Little Voice. Rachel Griffiths for Hillary and Jackie, Lynn Redgrave for Gods and Monsters. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna just say no for Julianne Moore, even though I liked her in this. Okay. All right. So that's uh that's the Oscars here. And now we come to the most important part of the podcast, the podcast the uh, segment where Derek is gonna insult all of you for not having seen this movie, and I mean also try to describe uh, why it is the greatest movie of all time, Derek. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Hey, everyone. It's your favorite co-host, the big deck Boski. Just wanted to say, if you haven't seen this movie, it's okay. 
I don't mind. Go check it out. It's really cool. It has some really good acting. And it's a really interesting storyline. You're also a fucking moron if you don't like this movie. So fuck all of you, you pieces of fucking human garbage. Jeff Bridges and John Goodman are fucking great. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. So that's 30 seconds. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Steve, clearly you don't watch our show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Derek, um, in recent episodes, instead of trying to make a case for the movie, has just been insulting people for not having seen the movie. <laughs> oh, I get it. So that's kind of what he does now. That's so my new shtick. That's the thing. In seriousness, right? though, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a great flick. So that has been our episode on The Big Lebowski. Oh, Derek, what are you eating with this? So the food you're going to eat with the Big Lebowski, that's an interesting one. I mean, you got to have a white Russian. I think that's obvious. Yeah. You got you to you do that. I think just a nice big fucking sloppy bacon cheeseburger. Fresh from the, from, from the In-N-Out burger. Absolutely. You have an In-N-Out? Yeah. If you don't have an In-N-Out burger, go, go to fucking uh, go to Five Guys. Different vibe. Different vibe, but, you know, I don't, I don't feel like fast food burger should be like the end-all be-all here. But, you know, or maybe like maybe get a burger at like Fridays or something like that. Get 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 get, right. get 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 a couple onion rings on there with some barbecue sauce. Just right. Big sloppy burger and a white Russian. Have yourself you a go. fucking time, and maybe a crack pipe. There you go. Absolutely, hit that pipe. So that's been our episode on the Big Lebowski. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed being insulted by Derek. And we have some good stuff coming up here next week. Our first Bond Casino Royale. Yeah, and then we are going to close out the month with it chapter one boy can't oh, wait boy. for that one can't. just 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 guys i just want everyone who's listening right now if you if you're gonna start picking up the show again watch it chapter one because i'm going to fucking discuss that movie we are certainly going to have a discussion about that movie so that's going to be our month of august and then uh then we'll start the fall off right as well get some fun stuff coming up there including uh, in the middle, so just about a month away here, we've got our countdown of the first 50 movies we've done. We uh, invited all of our guests to rank those 50 movies and can't wait to uh, to discuss what is going to be crowned greatest movie of all time champion. So we'll get to that as well. Yes. That, that, and again, anybody who's been a guest in the show uh, please send in your ballots to us of, of the top 50 movies ranked in the order of what you think is from best to least. And also, if you're not, have you have, if you haven't been a guest in the show, send us your ballots anyway. We'd love to take a look at them and, and, you know, and see where you're at. And if you'd like to be a guest in the show, please let us know also. All right. So I have been your co-host, Rick Barrasso. And I have been your co-host, Rick, the Big Dick Boski. And Steve, thank you very much for being here. You're, you're now a two-timer on the show. Give us a movie in the future. Come back on the show. We would love to have you. Thanks for having us, guys. Always a blast, as usual. Uh, had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Happy to have you anytime. And as always, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs>